Hey, this is Susan Green. Howdy, everybody. This is Colter Fleming. And welcome to the Backstage Travel Podcast. Susan, it is your birthday. So happy birthday, Susan Green, 21 years old. Yes. Uh, It's going to be a big night. It is. It's going to be a big I was supposed to be in Barbados, um, which would have been really fun with some friends of ours. But as per all the things that are going on, Barbados had a lockdown that said, please come. And then you can hang out in your room for three days. So, so you, you can't have, you can't go to you can go to Barbados, but you really can't. Yeah. So you go and then you get locked in your room. And our friends that were paying, we were not. I was like, I don't think you guys want to fly for fly and go sit in a room for three days. I know my husband doesn't. I don't really care. I can work anywhere. So we chose not to go. Um, Dan and I are potentially going to the Bahamas at the end of the month. We'll see if that goes through. Right now, everything's open, but you know, everything changes daily. So yes. <laughs> So in, in lieu of Barbados, what, what's the plan tonight? Uh, my parents, who have had their first shot, are willing. First COVID go, shot. First COVID. Yeah, they got shot once. They first, <laughs> they're just bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Um, they're willing to go eat with us outside. And that's what's nice. It's like 75 degrees today. So we have a great restaurant that's local. and We're going to go eat there. They'll eat outside with us. They will not eat with my children. They will only eat with my husband and I. But I just said. First, you know, it's like texting, like, please. Well, I don't know, please. I'm like, oh my gosh, please. You know, they're both in their 80s. I understand it. So I just said, I want to go out. And then tomorrow, our three kids will be here and maybe my sister-in-law and we try to play a game. And Dan's like, what do you want to eat? And I said, I just, he cooks every night. He's my awesome, awesome husband cooks. Um, I just don't want him to cook tomorrow night because then I don't get his attention. He really yeah. enjoys cooking. I absolutely hate it. I'd rather just be with him. So I think we're going to go pick up some um, yummy food. And then I said, my number one request is always vanilla cake. So I don't, really like, I don't like chocolate cake. I want vanilla with like really thick frosting. I like wedding cake. You got to get the Costco one. Or, or oh maybe, my maybe, God, I love those. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God. So this is what's so funny. My mother is so bad. She loves cake too. My daughter Maddie's birthday's on, on uh, first. She stopped by, they sat in the cul-de-sac, gave her her gift. And then my mom leans over and goes, what kind of cake do you have? And she had me go inside and cut a quarter piece out to give her to take home. And Madeline hadn't even blown out the candles, nothing. And I looked at Dan, I go, see, not my fault. Came from her. I could literally, that Costco cake, when the kids were little, we'd buy it. I would freeze it. It's and the I'd best. Eat, oh my God. The, I, all I want is frosting. And Mackenzie hates frosting. So I'd eat more of her frosting. And I'm like, you can have the cake. I just want the frosting. Yeah. So, I know. And they're like 12 This is stuff bucks. in the middle. I know. Yeah. It's so good. You, you, the only reason you eat cake is to get more frosting. That's the goal. Is to, it's a conduit to get more frosting. <laughs> right. So, right. I know. So how was your week? I know we had this huge conference this week. Yeah, things things have been great. Um, you know, busy as as per usual, but um, you know, looking looking forward to the weekend. We're going to do a little uh, sushi night tonight here locally. Mm-hmm. That we've got outdoor dining back here in California, so it's a big thing. Um, you know, we haven't had it for almost two <laughs> months, and now we got it. So we're going to go sit in a parking lot and enjoy some sushi. What could be better than that? I mean, <laughs> nothing says yes. date night like sitting in a parking lot under a yes. tent. Perfect. Eating sushi. I mean, go figure. Tell us what's been going on this week from a travel perspective, Susan. And we're, we also want to know what, what you've been booking and, you know, how, how things been going in the business this week. So it's been an interesting week as, you know, if you told me that 21 was going to kind of look like 20, I'd be like, no fucking way. Um, and it has. So, um, but I'll say this, we have kind of the same kind of 
people. We have the people that are like, I want to go to town or they're willing to book and they're like, I'll make it happen. So we still have our individual travelers that want to go on vacation, that want to book not as much right now for spring break, but really May and beyond family vacations, stuff like that. So we're still promoting that. Uh, Tahiti had a big blow to us. It's a, one of my Yeah. What happened with that? Yeah. It's one of my favorite destinations. It actually kind of put me in a bad mood on Sunday. Um, the French prime minister. I know I got your text. Yeah, I know. I was like <laughs> laying on my bed. Um, the French prime, they are, they're owned by France. So okay. the French prime minister came in and said, look, we don't, we're not, well, okay. Put it this way. This is what I can defer from Google because it's all in French and I didn't even pass Spanish. So I can't read French. So, um, romance languages. I know <laughs> I can barely master English. So I'm like, uh, I don't know, but what everyone has said is that they don't want these new strands that are coming through. All right. Yeah. So they're very particular about how many cases they have. The saddest part for me, outside the fact that I have about seven trips that have to be pushed back, is that there's no end in sight. I doubt it's going to go beyond May 1st where they're closed, is that they want those French citizens to go back to France. Well, these people have, yeah. So they're having, that's what I've read. Now, again, there's nothing legit that, like everyone's got all the details. It reminds me of last year where you aren't getting all the facts is these are people that have don't have a lot of money already and are struggling to, because they're at 30, 40%. Tahiti is already a naturally social distance place. They don't have a lot of people there. I've had 25 couples go there since July. So it's one of those that I'm so bummed and it hit us out of the blue. I know it hit the businesses out of the blue. I went, wait, what? Wait, it's closed? And they closed like in four days. Yeah. Like they said, we're closing and we're closing and there's nothing you can do about it. So I have and what, what's what and what's what's going on with Canada? Didn't Canada put out something this week too? Yeah, that was Canada. Weird? Yeah. So they don't allow anyone to go to like Mexico or the Caribbean at all. Okay. So I'm glad I'm not a Canadian travel agent. That's well, yeah, sure. I mean, that doesn't really apply to us, but it is a new rule in these never-ending rule changes that is COVID. Yeah. Well, and what's difficult is, is that we're just a liaison. All we do is give information, but because we're the voice and we're on the phone, people love to yell at us mm -hmm. or they love to share their opinions about what they feel about it or how irritated they are. So, you know, when I have to call these people up and one lady was like, well, why, why did the French prime minister? And I was like, hmm. I don't know. We so, should ask him. Um, I was like, I'll get him on my speed dial. Yeah. Hold on. I was like, yeah. I'm losing money too. Maybe, so maybe we can call Emily in Paris. Have you seen yeah. that show? She'll know. <laughs> I, like, um, I don't know. And you want to honor them. You want to be like, I'm really, really sorry. And inside you're like, come on, lady. Like the whole world shut down. But but Susan, you were saying though, you know, in yeah. spite of these latest changes and the last couple of changes, you've actually had a pretty busy week, right? Like you booked a bunch of destination weddings. So that's yeah. been good, right? Yeah. So we've actually closed more destination weddings in the last month than we did in the last two years. We've done about 11 of them. And so what you're finding is these people are moving their destination weddings. They're getting excited. They're staying longer. People have hope for the future. Yes, they do. And I think what's happened is, is that people are nervous about booking on their own, which is great for us. And I found that I think because we've stayed in it and we're staying like current and we're trying to like be out there social media wise, I'm hoping that that's bringing more attention to us because I think it's really difficult at times in any business that's been affected right now to not be discouraged and be like, oh, well, I'm going to be okay. Instead, it's like, you got to keep going. I'm in it to win it. I'm going to keep selling. I'm going to keep doing it. We're going to get there. And so seeing all this 
seeing all this business and getting excited. And my husband's joke is 22 is going to be awesome. 22 is going to be the year, buddy. Like, I mean, have so much money. Everybody's yeah. just sick of yeah. being home. They'll watch yes. everything on Netflix. And then it'll be like, we're going everywhere. You know, I mean, oh my God, that's every night. We're like, what show have we not watched? Yeah. We're into the no. DC universe now. We've watched the whole Marvel <laughs> thing. We did the Star Wars. We're into you gotta, DC. You got to watch Alone. We watched that again. Okay. Okay. Well, and then we now we're into, you know, Married at First Sight, which if you want drama, that is the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything having to do with marriage. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm super excited for today's show today. We've got some of your friends, uh, yeah. also colleagues, you know, that you yeah. work with. This is the first time I'm going to get to meet them. Yeah. So I think we're going to have a great time here. Are, are you ready to bring them on? What do you think? I am. I am. So this is, um, I wanted to tell you, so they probably don't even know this. So I met them when I was in Las Vegas at a conference. So, you know, as a travel agent, you go to all these conferences. And the reason you go is part of it is to put yourself out there and be like, hi, I'm Susan. I want you to know who I am. Some travel agents go there because they want attention. I mean, maybe we all do. But you also go and I go in there after doing this for so long is to go, where in my portfolio do I need to fill some things? And so they had a trade show. <laughs> They're going to laugh. They had a trade show. And um, I'm walking around and I'm like, blah, blah. I'm like exhausted, blah, 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 blah. And I'm walking through and then I'm like, oh, there's these two cute young guys. What do they do? <laughs> and I totally walked up to them. And that's what's funny is then, then when I brought up their name, every single travel agent I've ever met goes, they're amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. And I've been lucky enough to work with them. It's been a great relationship with them. And when you go through something like COVID, people who stand out, stand out. People who don't stand out. And I laugh because often I go into their chat and I get Jeremy and I'll be like, hey, <laughs> it's Susan. <laughs> you know, because you're like, hey, I'm going to get some. Oh, I got the same person. But they've really, really done a great job. So I, I'm excited to hear about how they started it. But it's also fun when you're like, I love hearing about their story. But it's also a great, great company to work with. So we want to introduce you guys. Um, we do. And so we are, um, like I said, this is Coulter, who I've worked with. Gosh, we realize now, I can't believe it's been April, um, but it's Jeremy Clement, right? Uh, Clement, but close. Clement, I'm sorry. I, like I said, I can oh, barely good. master the English language. <laughs> if I just spell, I can't even spell your first name. I seriously can't spell Jeremy. Um, Rob Keen, if I get that wrong. Nailed it. Yeah, I suck, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me this. So our first we wanted to know was, oh, Coulter, I'm taking over your question. This is a big of a problem by, by any way. Do you guys remember the conference in Las Vegas last year? You're going to have we, uh, yeah. that was our, that was our first conference. Um, really our first big one. Um, and we probably, I think it was year three, maybe of the business. Um, and it wasn't that we, uh, we didn't really want to go to conferences. so we couldn't really afford them or have a marketing budget. Okay. So that was, our, that was our first one. And it was, uh, we were like, cool, let's go out and maybe we'll meet some new advisors and like keep building the business. But the uh, the thing that we remember um, was actually just meeting existing clients um, and oh. just how much fun it was in that regard in terms of we're just behind a trade show stand and it's always a little awkward I mean, as, yeah. a, as a small company going to those trade shows because you walk in and you're next to like American Airlines and, and this huge <laughs> company, right. that huge company. And it's yeah. like, well... 
they probably didn't spend 90% of the marketing budget on this one. And then here we are. <laughs> you, guys, you guys gave wristbands, I think, right? Yeah, we, wristbands. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we upgraded the <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just it's so much fun. Like we were just like high-fiving, yeah. hugging, taking photos. Um, yeah. Yeah. Susan, I remember meeting you, but it, it wasn't at the trade show stand. It was the roulette table, which we can get into later. But uh, there that we was, go. That was, I remember that, that trade show. But it was, yeah. that was our first one. It was so much fun. It I don't remember who was, yeah. Go I, was ahead. Say, I don't remember which, uh, which company was next to us, but um, we had so many advisors come up and like give us hugs who we'd like, we'd like talked to for years at that point and never met in person. And like, the, I mean, this was all day long and um, the, the booth next to us, they just kept looking over us because no <laughs> one would stop at their booth. Oh, that's so They're funny. Like, what are these guys <laughs> doing? Yeah. You're like, um, we're giving away a million dollars for every yeah, hug. Yeah. Real quick, I just want to I just want to read the the bio that you guys sent in oh, yeah. on your business. Oh, yeah. So, kinda, yeah. Project Expedition, everyone, is an online platform where travel advisors can discover and book thousands of tours, excursions, and attractions in destinations around the world. Advisors can also leverage Project Expedition's concierge services, proprietary technology, and diverse inventory of vetted experiences to ensure that their clients have the best trip possible. Founded in 2014 by these two gents here, Project Expedition is headquartered in New York City. So just you wanted are a to- very good reader there, Coulter, very well, good. Well, I, I, want, I wanted everybody to know how you guys met and why, and you know, just sort of connect the dots yes, here that's on our good. guests I so we don't just- yes. I should have said their name. Have a happy hour here on Friday afternoon. I mean, this is great. We we skipped that part. We're talking about Vegas. Yeah, Yeah. let's go back to Vegas. So, so guys, um, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yes. Um, So, the show is really about behind the scenes, you know, in travel experiences. So, we've got a few questions. Um, I'd like to just introduce you to our listeners. So, first, tell us about how you guys met. And it seems that you guys sort of met through work, just sort of leading you guys into that from the bio that we read. So tell us about how you guys came to be, what you did in the past, and then how you got to where you are now with this uh, project, Project yeah, Expedition, of course. It, it's funny. It's funny you ask. Um, I mean, everybody knows that Rob and I worked at Bloomberg together, but it's funny how we actually met because I was uh, in actually the New Jersey office at the time and Rob was in London. We were on the same team, but we had never met in person. And then uh, we both got sent to Mumbai, India for a project and I met Rob. So I met Rob technically in the hotel lobby in Mumbai and uh, it was our first ever uh, experience with a company corporate card. So um, <laughs> naturally well? we, we had a lot of dinners. Yeah, we were there for a month. Uh, so we had a lot of, no a lot of dinners and a lot of drinks. And the funny thing was, is we came back from that trip and we submitted our expense reports and I had like never sweated so much. I was so nervous. And, um, And we had gone with a bunch of like older colleagues who were like calling long distance home every night, like, you know, all kinds of stuff. And we, and so my boss just like looked at it and he just goes, that's it. And I was like, what? Oh, Oh, I could have done more damage. Wait, (laughs) like a double gin and tonic next time. Rookie. Yeah. (laughs) Could it it be that our alcohol tolerance is quite low then? We didn't need much of a, much of a That's very true. So when you're young, you never know. How long ago was that, Jeremy? (laughs) Gosh, that was what, Rob, like 2009? Eight, 2008, September. And you guys were there for a month. Yeah. I have to say, what was being in Mumbai? Had you ever been to India before? First time. Wow. Was it? So I got sick. Rob did not. So um, oh, we probably have different memories. I was, but... uh, I was flying solo for a couple of nights. But uh, otherwise, it was uh, the two of us. We, uh, yeah, we were just 
working on setting up some processes over there. So we were kind of, it was working every day, but we had the weekends and the evenings and the local team there kind of took us out, showed us where to go because uh, we would not figure that one out on our own. No, um, no, I can't imagine. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, about a month. And then I was back in London. Jeremy were back in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. Um, we obviously knew each other from then. Um, and luckily with the company we were at, we, we still got to travel a little bit. I was coming over here to New York. Um, so seeing Jeremy um, for the first couple of years, Jeremy moved to London, uh, which is kind of where we really got to know each other. Um, became really good friends. Um, Jeremy was best man at my wedding back in... No way. Oh, crap. I'm trying to put a date on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, better, you better remember fast, Rob. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, I know when I met Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. tell your wife that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Remembers where he was, what they were wearing. Oh, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, I was say, <laughs> it started that way when you're like, and then we met in the lobby. Yeah. Wait, when did we get married? Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toughie. Yeah, that's yeah, a toughie. It's, uh, that was a destination wedding in the DR that uh, I tried to no try to organize on my own, which uh, I'm not doing oh, that again. Oh, bad idea. Mm. Yeah, maybe married? should have called Susan. Yeah, that'd be yeah, a good I, I wish what I hotel? knew. Yeah. Uh, what hotel did Punta Cana? Yeah. Oh, nice. I have one there right now. Are you really? Yeah, I do. It's a pretty beach. It is. But it, but it is. It, this is what I tell everyone. We're your advocate. We don't work for the hotel. We don't work for the tour company. You need someone on your team. Because it's really, really difficult to not understand, to understand everything they do. So you got married. He's your bet. So you guys are, you're living in London. You're living here. When did this idea come about? Were you loving your job? Or are you guys both like. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's quite funny, Rob. I mean, so we had a, in, in London, we had a, um, a pub right next to the office, which we would go to of quite often. Of course you did. Typic- <laughs> I, I, I took on to British culture quite quickly, which was nice. Um, so we, uh, you know, we, we would always just, always just kind of, you know, we were good friends, obviously. I was his best man. What he didn't tell you is God, he I was my best man friends. at my wedding. Oh. <laughs> when when, when was your wedding, Jeremy? Do you remember that? Uh, 2017. Okay, I'm just like I was going to say, <laughs> there you Rob, go. There you go. <laughs> going to be like, Rob Rob thinks I'm his good friend, but you know, I don't I've know. I've got 75 minutes. Uh, so we, to come we're back actually just. <laughs> yeah. And then we're, next we're, year, we're, they're both getting of us married. were best, best man. But um, yeah, so we just did, over a pint with spitball, just kind of ideas. And we both kind of knew we wanted to do our own thing. And, and eventually it kind of led to something we were both passionate about, which is travel. Um, I ended up moving after London to Japan and Rob came over to visit. We went to Singapore and Cambodia together. So we did a lot of traveling together. Um, and like kind of the one thing we always realized was that with tours and activities, it was super fragmented. There wasn't a whole lot of like consolidation or real transparency. It wasn't, there wasn't like one place you could go to and really kind of feel confident in what you were booking without kind of repeating the same, you know, vetting and verifying and, you know, okay. uh, process. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of really where we got started. Um, and you know, that the idea of evolved over time and what we really learned, um, kind of through the process after we launched was that, you know, our kind of commitment to just quality and service and, um, just having like a, a premium product really resonated quite well with travel advisors. Um, and so kind of those first few relationships were born and, and kind of evolved over time to where we are. Did, did you know that that was going to be your market or, or did, were you just sort of like putting it together? You know, you guys were pretty business savvy and then you're like, oh, well, this fits here. This is who's going to this is going to be one of our main channels. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we we started on the supply side of our business because we're essentially a marketplace I and mean, we were selling demand is our travel agents and the suppliers, our tour operators. And we, so we started at building the supply, like partnering up with local operators, 
getting them onto our platform with kind of the principles Jeremy was saying, like it's got to be a great quality operator that give really good tours. Um, and we don't want every operator out there. We just want to curate kind of the best options. Um, so we were doing that. And then when it came to like, well, we're a business, we need to find some clients. We, in year one, we need to make money, need to make got money. these wives, you know, yeah. 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 You asked if we were business know, yeah. savvy and here we are figuring that out. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we tried a few different things to be honest. Um, but travel advisors is where we got traction. Um, we, we had looked at different avenues for revenue, but the travel advisor channel is um, what started moving a little bit. Um, and then where we started getting this really amazing feedback where advisors might book kind of a zip lining tour in Costa Rica where we started and then come back and say, oh, I've got a, I've got a client going to Jamaica. Could you, could you book this attraction or this activity for them? Right. And, uh, and we were kind of like, uh, we don't have that yet, but we can. And thank you for the feedback because you're not telling us what to do and, and we'll build product for a paying customer any day of the week. <laughs> we can do that. Um, and that's actually just kind of how the business grew. Just a client would, would come back to us and say, do you have this activity in this destination or could you do this over here or over there? And then we would just kind of expand with that in mind. Um, so the entire kind of expansion and in inventory was just client driven. And we were loving that because we were just being guided and it was yeah. kind of just great for us to have that relationship. So the, the travel advisor channel just really stuck. It's now kind of 98% of what we do, the technology wow. and the way we built everything and the way the terms are structured, particularly around like always paying commissions, even on direct bookings from end customers. That's just our business. And we, we just absolutely love that kind of relationships that we've built. And that's like one of the first things I heard was because there's a lot of places where you can book. So it was like, okay, I've got my trip. You know, the way I always describe it in my CRM is I got my trip and then my reservations are my rooms. So then you're like, okay, well, I've got this over here, but they don't sell this. So I got to go over here. And then they, you know, of the, I got to go over here. And then you're like, well, when am I going to get paid? And then that time to follow up on that stuff or how they're going to take care of it. And when I was at that conference, one of the guys that came to me, Jonathan said, oh, they pay great. You know, <laughs> cause there's a competitor that you have that is all over the internet. That is absolutely terrible. You have to make $50 in commission before you're going to get paid. Um, and they're terrible to work with and they're horrible and all that. And I was like, I can't, I can't work with them. So then what happens is now your client that you're trying to give all of your, you're trying to, first of all, you want to make money, but you know, if you're looking just at money, then you're, then you're missing out. But what you're really trying to do is give them that whole, I always say that whole home. You're like, I want them to walk from the minute they leave their house. So they come back, we've taken care of them. We've given them everything that they want. They're being taken care of. It's not just about price. It has to be about value. And so to be able to offer something like that, and these guys have been great. I have emailed them many, many times for Bora Bora, Tahiti, from the cruise platform. I'm like, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? And they get back to you really, really quickly. And I would say there is very few companies out there right now, as large as you guys that are interested in hearing what we say, and interested in being a part of it. And I think it's amazing. So when you guys started, did you, was it just the two of you for a long time? It yeah. was, yeah. Um, probably the first, were you guys like least. next to each other on the couch? You're like, Jeremy's my bud. And yeah, we were, yeah, it was kind of like that. I remember when I met you. Yeah. I don't know her, but I know him. Yeah. It was a downgrade from a, from a five-star hotel in Mumbai, I can tell you yeah. that, into a little room in New York City. That's <laughs> very true, I bet. Those are very expensive in New York City. But my, I mean, kids all, my kids all wanted to live there. I'm like, let me show you. Yeah, I mean, great fun. I mean, I, I mean, I was sleeping on Jeremy's couch the first six months. Um, it was scrappy. and we Not were with just, your wife. Just, 
No, I, she was my, <laughs> luckily, luckily not all the time. <laughs> we, um, I moved here five years ago and it, I, moving from the UK to New York was actually part of starting the company. Um, oh. So my wife actually grew up just outside of New York in Pennsylvania. So uh, oh. for her, it was like coming home. For me, it was moving here. Um, wow. And then for the first six months, obviously, she had to find a job. Um, we were trying to get a company off the ground. So I was basically on Jeremy's couch in the city weeknights and the weekends would go out to my in-laws um wow and then when she got a job we kind of got set up and going lived in an airbnb for a few months because you couldn't get credit or anything without paychecks and stuff and then yeah i mean mean, you look look back on it zero regrets it was great fun it was scrappy you're building a business you're you're throwing ideas around and it's it's really really quite exciting um and we just come from the corporate space we've been there for 10 years at bloomberg right um so it was a huge change from just kind of having your position and your job. And then if you going outside of that, like needing to, I don't know, fix the desk, you put a ticket yeah. and someone would come and help to <laughs> being in where we were. It's like, that. how do I fix a desk? How do I make Coulter, a printer? I have print? a ticket for you. Yeah. Coulter, I have a ticket. Um, will you come organize my desk and like my seat? I have a seat thing because my bum is so tight, hurts, and um, it's not working right now. Will you come fix it, please? Well, I think I think this is a fascinating discussion on on entrepreneurship, and you guys yeah. just really not. I mean, you not only took a risk starting a company, but you also moved and were building relationships at the same time. And so there was a lot going on in that period of your life. It sounds like it was intense couple of years, um, and. Um, I think where where it was particularly challenging for us and kind of getting going is that we were, we were getting like this amazing feedback from advisors in in kind of year one two, um, but it was only really until year three when you start to see kind of some of that snowballing a little bit. Um, yeah. In that kind of like you might kind of speak to an advisor that just heard about you and they tell you the product's great and they can't wait to use it, but then they have to have the right client. Then we have to have the right product that can service that particular client then they have to travel whenever that was booked for. Then the agent gets paid that commission check. And that could be like a nine-month process. Right. And at that point, the agent will come back and tell you fantastic and tell their friends. Uh, and we were, we, that's what I was saying, we, we had to be really patient. And it was challenging in year, in year two, particularly, because it's like we were getting this really nice feedback and words, but the sales and the business itself weren't exactly flying. It was only really kind of in year yeah. three when we, we kind of felt we hit our stride a little bit. And that, that was the trade show, Susan, where we met. It's like a long but cycle. It is. Um, and it's that's, challenging. That's the, the travel cycle. I, that's mm. why we joke about 22. I'm like, I have a lot of book business on the right now, but I'm like, uh, there, money doesn't, I tell my brides all the time. I go, look, I don't get paid till you come back. So <laughs> So I, I'm doing all this work without anything till you come back. So I said, I'm invested, you're invested, you know, it is. It's definitely a different, it has a different vibe to it. Now, do you guys have different roles in the business, especially when you started? Like, is one of you more techie or one of you design or are you both in sales or how did you guys divide that up? Yeah, good question. Uh, Jamie, do you want to start with that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess, you know, when we, when we started, it was funny because we all, we came into the business with certain skills. Um, there were certain things we did not have. Um, one of them was coding and development. Um, so Who does? we, we actually hired a company to, to build our original kind of website that we launched with. Um, and then shortly after we hired a full-time developer to kind of iterate on that, you know, evolve the product, um, as we grew, um, we eventually got to a point where it, we realized just like there's a, a significant challenge with building the marketplace, as Rob kind of described earlier, um, because you have to you have to actually build up a significant kind of critical mass of supply before you can really generate any demand. You know, it's like yeah. you can't have 
like a store the size of Walmart and only sell like bread, right? Like you got yeah. you have to stock all the shelves with a variety of things that are going to be interesting to consumers who may not specifically know exactly what they want. So um, it actually took us, you know, a, a reasonable amount of time to kind of build up a critical mass of, of supply so that when we started marketing it to our customers or we had an agent who had someone going to Costa Rica, we had, you know, a couple hundred things to choose from. So yeah. they kind of really had their, their pick. Um, and so just because of that time frame, it was, it was a significant period of time where we actually weren't really making that much money. Um, so we had to actually let go of our first developer. And I remember um, it basically just looking at Rob and just being like, do you think you can figure it out? And he's like, I think so. And so, uh, <laughs> so Rob taught himself how to code and uh, became our de facto um, yeah, tech guy. So Rob, uh, Rob's actually, he, he's very modest about it. So I'll brag for him, but he's, he's incredibly ridiculously good at it. So he's, you know, the fact that we started the business, he didn't really know. He understood kind of the concept yeah. of coding because he managed, he managed developers at Bloomberg, but he, he didn't actually write code. So, you know, basically a lot of what you see on the website, you know, is, is his, that's impressive. His work. Like the whole um, thing so though with the, very cruises. impressive. He came in there and changed all that so that we can do these custom. Yeah, and it, it allows us to be like super mobile, super responsive. Um, yeah. So I, I, I look I after know. the whole. Yeah. <laughs> I sat so in I a bar in Jamaica the... and was like, "Oh my god!" My right. yeah. off. And you guys are like, "What can I do?" I'm like, um, you, "Nothing." They're mad, so let it go. <laughs> I was seriously sitting at a bar in the pouring rain in Jamaica, and I had clients that had showed up on the wrong day, and they were very, very angry. And they're like, what can we do? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, we'll do anything for you, Susan. I'm like, oh, dry my tears. <laughs> so so let's let's simplify this for people who maybe aren't as savvy about travel who might be listening to this, mostly for the, the comedy, of course. Um, yes. What what do you guys offer? And like why would why would somebody you know work with your company? What what sort of tours and activities are out there? And then maybe also like like how did you decide what was your first couple one or 20, you know, different things that you decided to pick up within your store. Like you're talking about Jeremy. Well, yeah, let me just, I guess, quick, uh, quickly tie it off that last question. Um, but so Rob, Rob is also, uh, running the sales side of things. So for, for new agents, webinars, training requests, oh, cool. um, can go to Rob. Um, and then, uh, I'm running like the customer experience engagement kind of marketing side of things. So everything from, um, you know, live chat, booking yes i know uh, quote requests <laughs> um new new requests stuff like that um you know can come to me um and then you know under and rob rob is also looking after the supply strategy as well so um yeah. you know if you come to to my side of things and you're like oh we really would love snowmobiling in jackson which was a popular request you know we can get our business development team to try and like look seek out a new tour operator who can offer that specific activity um mm -hmm. So that's no, kind of I'm just, just figuring it out as we go. So I think, uh, I mean, we we had some skills when we started the business, but a lot of it was just just kind of like who yeah. who feels interested in that particular part right. of the business because you're going to have to learn and be an expert. It was kind of everything from just the legal stuff, the accounting things, everything involved in running a business, as so many travel advisors know. And for Jeremy and I, we uh, we were quite good at kind of especially after year two or three just realizing we should segment we shouldn't necessarily be sharing like one person should kind of focus on a particular part of yeah. the business learn that be really good at it own the strategy to make it better and better um i love that so we got we got kind of quite good at that so we weren't necessarily overlapping in terms of kind of making decisions too much in terms of kind of what we've become now um we we really want to be the the go-to platform for in-destination 
things to see and do. So if you're an advisor and you're booking your clients somewhere, flying somewhere, cruising somewhere, when they're in that destination, we want to be that partner to help plan and book uh, the particular experiences. So it's, it's everything from kind of a, a sightseeing guided walking tour of Rome through to a helicopter flight in Hawaii. Um, it's the transfers, kind of getting you tour from the airport when you land or the cruise port. Um, it's the shore excursions if you've just got kind of a few hours in a port. Um, we want kind of to be in that category and we want to be kind of the major player for travel advisors when they think kind of, right, what shall my clients do when they get there? Let's think yeah. of Project Expedition. So we kind of we want to be that platform and it means kind of we have to kind of really build a fantastic inventory. We've got to cover kind of a lot of different places. We've got to have a yep. great range of activities, a great range of tours. Um, we deliberately try and have a have a couple of operators in each destination. So like sticking with Rome, right? we want a private tour operator. We want a small group operator. We even want kind of a larger group size as well. So depending on the agent where that client's at, we can, we can help. Um, we want to make it super, super easy and there's kind of, two ways we do that. I mean, the first is always technology. You know, we built this wish list tool and an agency that given us so much feedback over and it's now become like a really kind of, I mean, compared to where it was a couple of years ago, um, it's now super, super user-friendly. It's quick. Agents can build a proposal, yeah. send it to their clients. We see it improves the conversion on those bookings. So it's kind of a win-win. Um, but what we don't want to lose sight of is that everything should have a personal touch. It should never feel like the computer's speaking to you. The computer should help you. Um, yes. but there's a person there to kind of help you plan that. So we'll help you build a wish list quickly, but if you want to tweak and customize it a little bit, there's a live chat where you can chat to one of our team in or around New York, as we said. I used yes. to say in New York, but post-COVID, it's around. been in and around New York. <laughs> well, and I would say this. I think one of the cool things that you guys do that I learned early on is, first of all, if culture, like culture is going down to the Unico, right? And when he goes, he does not have transfers. So we will book them, but the company will not say Project Expedition. We'll book them like I just did for my clients going to Unico today. I booked him with Project Expedition. That's an immediate one, which is really great. You get the voucher really quickly. It'll tell you immediately who the company is. It'll tell you everything on that. Go through customs, blah, blah, blah. We send that on to them. It also goes into our travel documents for our clients. But then we also send them about two or three emails with that wish list of ideas. We talk to them about it. It's a great tool for us to be able to do it. What I love is when I was asking them about Tahiti, because I do sell a lot of it, and I, I it was one of you. It probably was Rob. Maybe it was Jeremy. They're like, look, we, we don't work just with anyone. We're not going to go work just with another tour company. We want to work with the people who actually do the tours. So, oh, yeah. You're trying to, you wanted us to partner with a DMC. I, that was, yeah. And you're like, we don't do that. I was like, mm, because I, that's, I want to sell that because what we find is, you know, 80% of the people are going to go do some type of tour when they go there. They're not sitting their booties on the couch. I mean, that's what I do when I finally go on vacation. I don't do anything, but they aren't doing it. And so I was like, and he said, we don't do that. And at first I was like, well, that's a drag. And then I thought about it when I was reading his email and I was like, what that also says, it goes back to what you just said, which is the integrity of what people book is so important because when people are in destination, there's so much nervousness. You go to Rome, you go to Tahiti, you go to Mexico, you don't speak their language. I don't care if you do. And someone doesn't show up or something changes. I remember five years ago, my clients were in Rome and their road was blocked because of construction or a power main or something. And that company never let us know. So my clients are standing on the corner and what do I get at two in the morning? Text, 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 phone call, phone mm -hmm. call, phone screaming at me. 
because they're livid. And the company's like, well, and you tell them, hey, have the concierge call and confirm. And you tell them everything, but people don't pay attention. So the quality of that company that I booked that with, I was like, and they're like, not our problem. That's what they said back to me. That was your problem. And I went, and now we're done. And now I will not book with you again. And it wasn't that, that my clients weren't at fault. It was how they handled it. And I said, look, right. we have to build, I'm looking to build a relationship with my clients and saying, look, I got your back. And these guys were saying that. And so everything that we've booked with them and trying to get our clients to have confidence. I had a lady today go, look, I have a timeshare, but I want to go to Cabo and I want to do stuff. And I already have my wish list. It's really easy. It's really fun for people to go, look, the pictures are great. They explain everything, but you can't take out that personal, that personal touch. And like I said, building that relationship with you guys and being able to say, okay, well, what if I have this? And you guys are like, well, let's get back to you. You know, and that is a great thing too, because I'm like, hey, if I have someone that I like to work with, maybe you guys can do that. Or maybe it's not going to work. But I am all about supporting people that are in the team, we're on a team with. Absolutely. Like I said, it's not just the money, but you guys have done a great job. It's really fun. I do love that. And isn't there a guy named Eric that you work with that's on IT that is on the chat? Uh, yeah, Eric's on the customer experience side. Yeah, so you I talk to, Eric. talk to him. You can tell bit. Eric hi. <laughs> Either you or Eric that pops <laughs> up. I'm like, and it's Susan again. I literally put like my little, you can put smiley faces, Coulter. You would love that. I can do all my emojis and everything. So it makes me feel like I'm at home. I like emojis. I'm an emoji person. <laughs> well, Eric's great. We'll, we'll definitely let him know you said hello. Yeah, um, Corey's yeah, also really on the, the customer experience side. Um, so you probably have awesome. spoken to her as well at some point. Um, so here's my question. You start this in 2014. You guys obviously grow. You keep going. What do you think is the biggest, like, wow, we had no idea that came up during this time. Like, you're like, we thought it was going to go this way, but wow. Like, I, like when I describe my ooh, business, I tell question. people who believes how much time I spend on the phone and how much paperwork I do. Everyone thinks I'm traveling all the time. And I'm like, my job is so much paperwork and spending time on the phone and Emails. no one has an idea that I do that. So what do you think is, what is those like behind the like backstage stuff that you go, people have no clue what is maybe the hardest part of it or something that you just went, this was not what we expected when we started and it could be good or bad. I'm going to, I'm going to say accounting and Jeremy actually <laughs> manages all of the accounting side of the business, but um, he can take we, over mine. Yeah. It's, really easy. it's really easy right now. Zero. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's well, the joke. The you're dealing with, <laughs> you're with other countries. Do you have to deal with, you know, different banks and like different yeah. types of currencies? It's, oh, yeah. Oh. We, it's so complex. And it's it's kind of, I mean, we, we, actually, we knew we were going to have to do a lot of payments and things, but I guess we just never realized the scale and complexity. And it, coming back to just us instructing the business, we wanted to make it as simple as possible on the client side. That so is it's so for, true. For a, it's, yeah. it's we're gonna we're gonna partner up with hundreds and hundreds of operators um but from the travel agent point of view it's one process it's one credit card let's say it's all in us dollars the commissions are very very clear we're going to pay out you might book six tour operators through us and a couple of transfers but mm -hmm. we're going to send you one clean simple commission check it's super super easy however behind the scenes on that we've got wow. maybe three currencies six individual payments receipts and invoices disagreements over the rates etc 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 and it's it is a mess but it is what it is but we we luckily just again employ a ton of technology but like well how can we best automate that how can we kind of make sure we're on the same page as our operators like what happens if the exchange rates swing in the six months like all those kind of things and 
Wow. It's a massive behind the scenes internal operation that right. Jeremy's stuck with it. But it's, uh, I definitely <laughs> did not think it would become a matter of work. Or did he? Maybe Jeremy has a little side <laughs> business going over here. Well, <laughs> Rob, Rob, really, learned, really Rob learned how to code, so I had to learn how to account <laughs> payable. Wow. That I, is, I got the easy one, be, I think. That's got to um, be crazy. I mean, because I, when I get your, I had to teach my daughter how to do our commission. I'm like, different booking number like this is two booking numbers for the guy outbound return you know to go to unico and i'm like i get one check but i'm like these all go and then i can't even imagine so how do you guys did you guys you said you created that website so we we built like we built internal dashboards to try and optimize the process as efficiently as possible but i mean we're you know we're sending millions of dollars across like 20 currencies in 150 countries and territories around the world so um, you know, an invoice FBI could hasn't be. Come looking. <laughs> well, not that we know about. That's the next episode. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, do, we'll do the follow-up in 2022. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we are. So, Project Blizzard yeah. isn't selling these currencies anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that is crazy. I think That's it was. Crazy. Yes, it's been it's been a huge learning curve. I was going to say two years ago, Jeremy used to like for the agent commission checks. I mean, two yeah. years ago, Jeremy would literally just come in on a weekend and write out checks across the desks. Oh, a little more than two years ago. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We we, I'm we ignoring twenty twenty. We hand wrote our. You know what? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because that's why I'm stuck on accounting. Because when we originally started commission checks. Nobody could read Rob's handwriting oh! <laughs> on the envelopes. That's so I had funny. to do, I had to write all the envelopes and that is now why I do accounts table. I finally understand Well, British it. people so, speak different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob, I have very, I have very neat handwriting and that doomed me into uh, accounts payable. So, I mean, it's funny, it's funny because yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny now that I thought about that. So my yeah, Rob, son, uh, we had a card. Me a beer. I had a card for my birthday and my son goes, I don't know how to read cursive. Isn't that nutty? Like they didn't. I know it's crazy, right? I remember having yeah. those having those classes and like having Up to go home, wall. and my mom would make me practice. And yeah, it was well, so I'm funny. an S, so I had that big ass S. It was like <laughs> <laughs> I had three of them because I was Susan, and then my maiden name was Short, totally lame ass name. So I was Susan Short, and it was like I got the big S. And then I went to G, and I was like, oh, G in cursive sucks. And I was like, so okay, funny. Yeah, I went from short to green. I was like, two adjectives. Come on. Um, but yeah, that's so crazy. I mean, think about that, all the money and, uh, and see, it's funny because for me as a travel agent, even with my stuff, like I've been very protective about who can be a part of my commission. I've had one assistant and then I just have my daughter because a, I didn't want people in my bank account because I'm like, there are so many different companies. That's always been my thing is my job is not complicated, but I work with like 50 different companies, not anymore, but I was, and it was like, who pays, who does this? I'm not watching it. So I'm like, it's coming and going. And I'm just, I'm, what I want to do is I want to sell. I love selling. Yeah. I want to sell, sell, sell. I don't want to do the rest of the stuff. And so I'm like, if you have people in there, I can't even imagine with millions of dollars because <laughs> that was not my year. But to have that and go, okay, how do you get people to come in and do all that stuff? That is nutty. That's awesome. So how many people do you have now employed? How much, what's your roster? So we're, we're nine people. Um, and we were, I mean, we're, we're fortunate that kind of March last year, 2020, we were, we were heavily understaffed and we were hiring three more. So, of course, we quite a jump from nine to 12. Um, and that was all going to be on kind of Jeremy's side, client experience, kind of the chat, phone, emails, all that kind of stuff. That is um, one fourth of your sales force. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the, I like that. You do bring up a great point. I mean, the, the customer service side, it is, it is your sales team in many ways. It yep. is. Uh, I mean, that's, that's where you build relationships with the advisors. It's the support. Yep. It's, not, it's not me giving a webinar or anything like that. It's, <laughs> well, it's, those are great too. I appreciate but that. But here's the thing is, is that if everything goes poorly, but so, I say this to my kids all the time, if you're just calm and you're kind and you walk through it, people will accept things. But if you tell people, you know, F you and scream at you, when I get screamed at, I'm always like, my daughter will sit here and go, I'm like, I know I got yelled at by a client last year. She screamed at me for like 25 minutes. And I just sat here going, uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh. Had nothing to do with me. And my <laughs> husband's like, do you want to get off the phone? I'm like, mm-hmm. so that's like the most surprising. What do you think the best thing that's come out of your, like, is this what you thought it was going to be outside 2020? I know being kind of a shit show. Is this kind of where you guys thought it was going to be? I mean, obviously no one saw 2020 coming, um, you know, so that's a easy, oh, easy thing that everybody can agree on. But, um, you know, to be I'm honest, so in a lot excited. of ways, it's, it's very interesting because, um, you know, as Rob and I have kind of laid out a little bit, you know, entrepreneurship is, a, is, is it's not sexy. It's, it's grit, it's oh. determination, it's, yeah. you know, persistence and perseverance. And so in a lot of ways, it was kind of like we were just um, – you know, it, after we refunded, you know, millions of dollars of bookings and the whole initial shock value kind of wore off 2020, like the summer particularly was really interesting. And, and, and Rob and I released like a, an article just kind of, uh, I think it was titled like, um, I forget what it was called, like our navigating our way through yeah. a, a pandemic or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just talking about just kind of like over time, the timeline of 2020, how we've kind of like, you know, responded and got our team organized and projects we worked on and, we were very fortunate to kind of be in a situation financially where we haven't laid off a single person um, since the pandemic started, which puts awesome. us in very rare company in the travel industry. And awesome. um, we've got great a great group of people that we work with. As, as Rob mentioned, we were understaffed before the pandemic. So we were fortunate in that we were able to kind of keep our team together because um, everybody's been just fantastic. So we're very blessed from that perspective. But overall, it's like, you know, last year we ended up having a lot of just kind of silver linings. Like, you know, the fact that no new business was coming in um, and we were able to retain our team. We, we changed everybody's focus to um, building new product. Um, we put like our whole team together to come up with the the new shore excursion platform, which we launched, um, which is fantastic. You know, like almost 4,000 shore excursions. You can import your cruise itinerary for, so cool. you know, if hundreds of ships. If cruises were cruising. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Right? But, yeah, they so just, we, we they just canceled just... all those till uh, March of 22 for Alaska. I know it's, it's, yeah, it's devastating, but it's kind of like, it was just, we were able to work on projects like that really invest totally. in the long term. So we I know totally that, agree. you know, cruising wasn't, we were building it, you know, last summer, we knew it exactly. wasn't going to be a quick turnaround, but it's like long term. this is where we want to be. Um, we've, we've been developing and haven't announced it, but a luxury product as well. Um, we're about to announce, um, some other cool product ads, which we're very excited about. So, like um, that. a lot of that would not have happened unless 2020 happened because we were just so busy. We were hiring, we were trying to keep up, we were stretched so thin. So in a lot of ways, 2020 was kind of like a reset and refresh. Um, And we're obviously ready for revenue to add on to that (laughs) equation. But it's, um, you know, I think in in a lot of ways we will emerge much stronger uh, as a result of last year. I could not agree with you more. I mean, I feel like that's what happened with me. I, I would love to make money. But I think I couldn't have stopped my forward motion and what I was doing and redone some of the things that are really going to help me long term if I hadn't had to slow down and been able to have that time and go, what the hell am I doing? I've done this 27 years now. What do I want and where do I want my business to go? I now have a team of five. 
These are good people. What do I want to sell? Where do I want to sell? What kind of CRM? What am I doing? Who am I doing business with? I couldn't do that when I'm like, I just got a book all day long. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Keep going, slide through, slide through. And so in some ways I hate saying that because I definitely would love to make some money. Um, and I have made a little bit, but not what we were making before, but I am kind of grateful for that rebrand because at some point we had to make a decision. My husband and I and go, are we in this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, are we going to go or are we out? And he's like, he goes, what else are you going to do? And I go, I don't know. You know, as I'm like crying on my couch, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I love my job. I go, I love what I do. I've done this for a long time. I want to keep going. And then when I did that, it was like a change. And in some ways, that's how Coulter and I started. I started doing these bucket list Zooms just to be like a travel channel twice a week. Coulter started helping me. Kind of how this podcast came about was I was like, I just want people to know that we're relevant. We're still here. We still want this. We're still into it. We still love this business. We're not giving up on it. And I was like, I'll invite travel agents. Like, guys, don't lose hope. And I'm watching it again, kind of go like this. And I'm going guys, take this time. We are going to be here that, you know, don't give up because people want the people that want to travel are going to travel. We don't want those other people. <laughs> that sounds it's a great point. It's, it's, it has dipped a little bit, hasn't it? Going into 2021, I guess so much was, so much was always 2020 and I, you could definitely just feel that yeah. nothing changed in the first one, two, then third week of the year, 21. It's like, oh, okay. And it's, yeah. I mean, Everything you've said is just spot on. It's not if, it's when. Um, yeah. And we're going to have to wait a little bit, maybe longer than we want to wait. And it's it's been really, really tough. There's been tough days for literally everyone. I mean, we've, yeah. we've got some silver linings and we're excited for the future, but let's yeah. not kid ourselves. There was, there was some very, very difficult and tough decisions that internally we've all had to make and that every company, yeah. and everyone in the industry has had to make. It, it has been devastating, but they they will come back and there are some good things happening, but you've got to be resilient. You've got to be tough. And really, yeah. if you think about it, I mean, should we have expected much in January 21? Probably not. Um, so yeah. do I, know, I, I think switch. we were very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I mean, you don't know this, but like Coulter got married in December. And oh, well, congrats. Yeah, I don't remember the day, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least you can work out the year. Yeah, <laughs> but he knows. You know, we're friends. That's good. No, yeah, uh, yeah. He remembers the day, and but they switched it so many times. They've switched yeah. the reception. Now the reception is supposed to be in May. Now that's being moved, and I'm like, and they're flexible. They're in it. They're he's in the industry and everything, and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. This is not. But you, I, I say this to my kids even like but what are you doing? Like, do what you love. It's still a job. I mean, I don't, I don't care if you think it's the best thing ever. It's still a job. There are great things that I get out of my job, but I still love what I do. So when I get up in the morning, I still get up with a bounce on my step. Most of the days, some days are difficult, but I go, I still love what I do. So I'm taking that time to go. I really only want to work and do with people that are really in this business that are going to support my people that are going to support me. And I'm going to do that back to them. So like, that's where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to support the people that have supported me. I want you guys to get more business. I think it's great. And I look at that and I go, that's what you guys have done for us. I think you guys are fantastic to work with. I think you're super you. fun. I've been really, really, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, now I know I've stepped all over Coulter's questions. It's very, very <laughs> difficult for me to follow a, a um, outline culture. I'm very sorry. No, we're doing, we're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> I do have my timer on too. I keep looking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, countdown is on. Yep. Susan, be quiet. Do you guys have, you know, any sort of 
little elevator pitch or commercial that you guys want to say about your business oh. or related to, you know, top things that people book with you or top countries that you work with? Just any sort of final message related to the business um, before we jump into the next part of the segment. Elevator pitch. You're such a good salesperson. The 30 second elevator pitch. Right now to travel advisors, um, we have expanded our domestic coverage significantly. I mean, it's actually doubled. We've got over two and a half thousand products on the domestic market, particularly on the continental US. So I'm sure a lot of advisors have, have been brushing up, in many cases, learning new destinations to sell uh, within the US. We've been doing exactly the same. So definitely check us out. A lot has changed on Project Expedition in the last 12 months, particularly with the inventory. So if you check yes. something before, you may well find it now. National parks, um, beaches on the east and the west coast. We've added some cities as well. We have added Alaska and more Hawaii when, when those, those guys pick up again. So we're, we're ready. We've got you. And we're going to continue adding based on what you ask for. So if you don't find it, let us know. It might be happening or we can make it happen soon. How about Iceland? A lot of Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Oh, that was my last that's, trip that's, pre-COVID. There's a lot oh, going on up there. Pretty that's trendy. thing I got to learn about. I know it's very trendy. Yeah. It's very expensive. Another... Another thing I'd, I'd like to just tack onto that is um, if, if you don't see it, like we can we can try and add it as Rob has mentioned, but it's also if you see something that you like on our site, but you want to kind of customize it or tweak it, say it's a small group tour, but you want your clients want to do it private, uh, just ask us. Um, so we talked earlier about yep. why we couldn't onboard a DMC in, in um, Tahiti. Yep. And the reason is because we work directly with local operators so that we have that, that ability to be flexible and customize things mm -hmm. because we have a direct connection to the people on the ground running the tour. Um, and that's really effectively a relationship. So they know who we are. We can ask them to do things that are outside of um, the standard fare. Um, and because we kind of have like a, a very hard line on only working with direct local operators, um, we're able to kind of consistently offer that type of service globally. Um, so we do a ton of custom requests, custom itineraries, private tours, groups, um, awesome. and that sort of thing. So if you don't see it on the shelf, um, we can we can kind of um, tailor make a solution for you as well. Yeah, they're really, really quick. At one point, I couldn't find the transfers in Cabo. And you're like, yeah, they're there. And I was like, they are? Because I was like, oh, bummer, you guys need to be in Cabo. Because Cabo is expensive for transfers because it's so far from the airport. He's yeah. like, no, they're there. He's like, hold. It must have been you, Rob. You're like, hold a second. Literally an hour later, like, check now. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was definitely no issues on our side. Yeah, no. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me. I was like, yeah, 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 I can't yeah. find it. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. it is. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah, and we you guys have really, really responded very, very quickly to everything, which is really, again, when I'm putting out a product, when I'm telling a client, I got to know, hey, if I've not been to Rome, uh, I want to make sure that they're actually getting that yeah. like skip the line tour. That means like skip the line, not stand in another line. Cause there are those skip the lines that are standing in another line. Yeah. And that's what they yeah. look at and they go, well, this one's cheaper. I'm like, that's not the same thing. And if you're going there for a day, that's not what you want. So, okay, Coulter, take us home. <laughs> um, okay. So, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. <laughs> um, you know, just, just having a little bit more fun with our guests here. We want to know, if you guys have a favorite travel destination, and then if you have like a quick, you know, mishap that occurred in that destination or, or even while you guys are traveling together for that matter, I'm, I'm for that too. We got asked this recently and I completely forgot what I said. Um, we have one uh, in, our last trip was Panama. You talked about Wasn't Panama and getting on the, the booze cruise. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that's what it was. That was you, it was you that asked. I, I was trying to subtly right. lead you up there, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. it, Panama. My friend, yeah. My friend. So, yeah, there's been there's been a lot. <laughs> He's been spending too much time in accounting, Rob, clearly. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. wait, that's not in the Excel sheet. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I came, I came straight to this uh, podcast from, from a year in reconciliation. So oh, my, my God. Oh, my. Um, oh, the fun and joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Boy, Nobody needs to sleep party. well or has insomnia. Just do some accounts payable. You'll go right to sleep. Oh, um, but no, yeah, that, that was actually, yeah, that was a funny one. Like, that was, yeah, Rob and I were in Panama for a sales trip um a long time ago several years ago when we were first getting started we like you know no tour operators wanted to work with us because they never heard of us we had no tour operators on our website so rob went down to belize i went to costa rica we went to panama together we literally drove all over both you know all three countries and actually physically went and met with tour operators and that's how we started um and now we're at a point where you know we have a reputation we work with right. if we don't work with you we work with your competitors so like it's it's much easier and smoother right. now um, right. we don't we don't have to go visit everywhere um but and so but yeah it was funny we were in panama we had like a you know big itinerary for the day we were planning to go drive you know probably 200 miles and visit <laughs> 20 different tour operators or whatever and um and when the first the first stop was like a scuba company right. got shop they ran it was early wasn't it like 10 a.m yeah, or something <laughs> yeah and they ran like they ran like catamaran tours and stuff as well right. and, and and one of the frustrating things about those trips was like everybody would offer us a free tour well you got to try the product or when we we're like well right. sorry we can't we need to you know we need to look and see what your operation looks like and meet you but it wasn't we didn't have time to do a tour everywhere and so they were they were really insistent on it and we were like all right well you know if it's just a quick, you know, boat tour, we, you know, we'll give it a shot. So as soon as we get on at like nine thirty in the morning, we take off from shore. They crank the music and come out with a tray of rum shots. Oh and we're no! Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I haven't even had my coffee yet, but well, you know, went in Panama. So yeah. that's yeah, awesome. We didn't get, you know, that's uh, so funny. funny. You didn't hit the next nineteen. You just sort of lived it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was a good trip. Yeah, Panama was a lot of fun. Um, all, I'd love all the to go to Panama. Were, but... I've not been. I loved Costa Rica. Yeah. I have not been to Panama. I'd love to go there. That's yeah. so and then cool. yeah, some a lot of memories. Like when I, when I was living in Tokyo and Rob came to visit, like we we discovered uh, Halloween was actually like super huge thing in in Japan. No way. Which, who would have known? But who would have known? So Rob was there for Tokyo Halloween. That was like my first night in Tokyo, so I'm still figuring well everything out. And then we go out for Halloween. I think Jeremy had been there a couple of months, so kind of roughly knew what was going on. And I mean, Jeremy was just as shocked as I was of just I mean it was crazy. Like I mean, well, everyone dresses up. Go on. Well, you're you're tall, so you look like a giant in Japan too. Yep, we uh, we probably stood out. We weren't dressed up. I think we were the only ones that weren't dressed up, and we just did what we had to do. Taught the locals drinking games and went with it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do you celebrate Halloween in the UK? Uh, no, no. Really. <laughs> I mean, uh, in fact, I have a funny story about it's that. That's a good story. I, li- I lived with an American in London. We both worked for Bloomberg. We we're both expats. We decided to have a Halloween party. And so we invited everybody, everybody from Bloomberg, which was like mostly Brits and European expats and that sort of thing. And um, I forget what I dressed up as, but um, like we, oh yeah, I was Hulk Hogan and my 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 roommate was like a superhero. So we were, you know, just dressed up like, you know, just kind of jokes for characters, right? And the, the doorbell starts ringing, we start letting people in and it's like ghost, zombie, vampire, ghost, zombie, vampire, like everybody took Halloween so literally in the UK. Oh, Everybody so was something funny. scary. <laughs> like 
Which, like, you know, in America, you're like cartoon characters right. and superheroes. Yeah. And like, right. gag Tiger King. You know, whatever. Like, yeah. 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 Gag I, on, on the flip side, we were like, why are you two in like superheroes and Hulk Hogan for Halloween? Yeah, they're like, that's <laughs> scary. Like, yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Why is, there no, why is there no blood on Hulk Hogan's outfit? <laughs> that is, is so Hulk Hogan, funny. is this dead Hulk Hogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was always a dice. I took a box and I paint it white. Yeah, I oh, was that's never clever. It was cheap, you know. It's also not scary, so I don't, you know. No, you I was not a London scary. I, I was a clown. <laughs> I was I'm never a scary. Although we did every year till about like five years ago, watch scary movies. My daughter, who's on here, loves them. Um, I am a jumpy person. I you can jump around the corner, and I will jump to the ceiling. So I don't need to see scary movies. Um, I have it all in my head, is what I tell them. I already I watch all the murder shows, so I figure. I know how to murder you. And if I don't, I'm, if I do know how to murder you, I'm not going to get caught because those stupid people on TV are so dumb. Wear gloves. How many languages do you guys speak? I'm going to go one, one and a half. <laughs> no no, one and three quarters. We'll, we'll put American I learned very Japanese. little Japanese living in Japan. And... No way. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, well, you could yeah. have lied and we would have been so impressed because I'm like, you guys have lived everywhere. I'm like, they probably speak like eight languages. <laughs> Unlike Americans are like, no, we will not learn another language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're like anti-language over here. You can't, you can't speak anything else, especially in Arizona. God forbid anyone here would learn how to speak Spanish. So this is the part that I thought I would really like a lot of our podcast, but I'm finding that I don't because Coulter is beating me. So we have a tally of our game. And I thought I'd kick his ass because I am very, very competitive. Um, as my daughter will tell you, I beat them at Candyland when they were little. Um, hey, builds character, right? So I'm very, very competitive. And uh, Coulter's beating me, and I don't enjoy that. So the way that this game works, I am relying on you two to be on my team this week. And Coulter is going to ask us some questions, which we did not ask you, by the way. You both went to South Africa, correct? I've been a few times, but that's not going to help me in this trivia. Oh, <laughs> I've been actually. We didn't go together. We we've been oh, separately. Oh, yeah. sorry. Did you cry? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually got over it. I think Rob's only done. You've only done work trips there, right? Or no, you went there for rugby and. Uh, yeah, I did. I went when I was sixteen on a rugby tour. We lost every single game. They were really good <laughs> at rugby. Uh, did a, went a couple of times for work and went to a wedding, actually. It was a great oh. wedding. I really do not want to bring up painful memories. The whole point of it is <laughs> the questions are geared around South Africa because we read that. And I am counting on your answers with me to be Coulter. So we're, on, we're on, both on your team. Yes, we have That's three right. against one. And if we don't fucking win... I've I've got I've got these uh, multiple choice today, which yeah, is perfect. going to be good. So, um, you know, so we get free answers. Yeah, you're 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 gonna you're one of these is gonna be the right answer, which you know I think that'll help with this trivia game. Okay, so I've been starting in. Twice, in I mean, between all of us, come on. Yeah, yeah. You, between the three, you guys, you guys can work together and just come up with an answer. Okay, so what is the largest city in South Africa? Is it A Durban, B Johannesburg? C, Pretoria, or D, Cape Town? It's I reckon it's, it's Joburg or Durban. I was going to um, say, it's, I would think it's Joburg because of the airport. <laughs> yeah, Dur I would, I would, Durban, I would think so. I've been to, Durban was very busy. That's my Durban's basis. <laughs> what's his name? The guy with no legs is in jail. See, I watch murder trials. Oh, um, Pretorius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that he did Oscar, right? Oscar, Oscar, yeah. Um, so final answer. I'd go with Joburg, don't you think? 
That's correct. Johannesburg is the world's largest city, not situated on a river, lake, or coastline. Inland, yeah. Inland, yeah. It's also very dangerous, by the way. Yeah, I had my uh, laptop stolen in the airport. My friend got her money stolen at the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, not where you want to be. It's not Cape Town's right I did there. see, I think, Danny Minogue in the airport. So there was that. Who's Danny Minogue? Oh, okay. The guy who stole his laptop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, this is either I'm old or I'm young. Like, who's Danny Minogue? Maybe not British. Well, she's um, Australian. Yeah, Kylie Minogue? Is she? Okay. They're related. Yeah. Kylie Minogue, yeah. I don't know her. Yeah, but wait, is Kylie related to Danny? Yeah. Or? Oh, okay. Never heard of Danny either. That just yeah. yeah. You, whoa. I'm gonna have to Google that when I'm done. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sure, you recognize some of the tunes. Tunes. Mm. Okay. Okay. Next question: How many countries border South Africa? Is it six, four, seven, or five? Four. So why why four? Seven. It's that- Botswana, Namibia. Um, Swaziland? What's that called now? Swaziland. Oh, oh, yeah. oh in the middle. I forgot. Yeah, the landlocked one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that um, called now, though? It's called something else. Uh, I yeah, forgot. So Namibia, Botswana, so six, I Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Is that five yeah. or six? Okay, so we go for six. Was it, what were the options again, Coulter, please? Uh, six, four, seven, or five. How many countries oh, border five, South Africa? So four, five, six, or seven. Yeah, Four, five, six, or seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, obviously, you can't go in order. <laughs> God, that was a trick question. Do we go with? Are you going with six, Susan? I don't know. Do we come up? With I think it might be one? five. I was going to say uh, he said four, and I added Swaziland. We struggled to get beyond. Let's go with five, shall we? It, it, wait, Swaziland. Are you sure about Swaziland? If, if Swaziland is, is that is that what Lesotho used to be? I'm forgetting. That's the one that's in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, Slash account is one. I would say five. <laughs> I think that counts as a country. Um, yeah. Today's the fifth, and it's my favorite number, so that's a good one. Final answer? Sure. It's six. The oh! countries bordering South Africa are Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Swaziland, oh. and Lesotho. Oh, okay, Swaziland and Lesotho are different. They're, <laughs> they're different. <laughs> Nobody mentioned Mozambique, did they? No. We counted that, that count? one. We counted that one. No. Come on. Okay, stretching along the South Atlantic and Indian Oceans, approximately how long is South Africa's coastline? Oh. Is it 1,550 miles, 1,050 miles, 2,050 miles, 2,550 miles? Oh, well, I, I would be guessing. So you boys take it. <sighs> All right, so from, so it's, it's from not Cape Town up. Yeah, it's definitely not a thousand. There was what were the options from two thousand up? Uh, okay, so one thousand five hundred fifty, one thousand fifty, two thousand fifty, two thousand five hundred fifty. I would say two thousand five hundred fifty or two thousand fifty because I I drove from Cape Town to Johannesburg, which was a wild adventure, and no um, in a day, so. Whoa. I, I know that it works about halfway, isn't it? So you yeah. probably did a thousand miles in a day. Bet, um, yeah. So it's at least two on the coastline. Yeah. So it's so two it's and two, a half. Well, it's two, it's 2050 or 2550. Final answer. Should we say 20? Should we go to the max? 2550? Yeah. Final answer. So. Okay. 
It's 1,550. Wow. South Africa what? is the 25th largest country in the world. I know we're going to have to Google that one because I'm not sure either. I tend to agree with you guys. It seems farther than that. Yeah. Wow. That's like from here to Chicago. Is that's that still pretty far. I mean, yeah. I did. Yeah, that's drove, a ways. That but it's probably confusing because it's it, there, it wouldn't be in miles, it would be in kilometers, right? I so you're miles. Huh? Is, are they miles? Yeah. Yeah. They are? I think it's the same as the UK, I think. Okay. You guys, you guys are miles. But it's on the, miles, yeah. you're driving on the other side of the road, you right? You guys are miles, but driving. Yeah, we're, we're driving on the, on the left. Wrong side of the road, as <laughs> I tell all my friends. <laughs> Scotland. Yeah, and they're like, Mm-mm. it's called the right side of the road, baby. Um, okay. Wow. Well, you guys kind of suck at this game. I'm thinking we're giving it up. I still <laughs> oh. like you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're two, cold as two for one. Yeah. I wonder how come he keeps winning. <laughs> I got to get harder at my questions. I know that for sure. <laughs> 1,500. Your questions next time are going to kick your ass. Look, I'm giving multiple choice here, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. my goodness. I can, give, I can give really hard multiple choice <clears throat> questions too. Just wait. I want to see how good these guys are. Come on. They sell travel. Just okay. <laughs> so South Africa is made up of how many provinces? Is it three, seven, nine, or five? Well, you How many provinces? In the wrong order. We have no idea. I'm going to say it's not three or nine, so it's five or seven. Yeah, take three. out the highest. Yeah, we're doing an SAT test. Yeah. The highest or the lowest. We, five didn't work last time, but we could try it this time. It's still the fifth. It's my birthday. Is it five <laughs> and three? Do we go with five? Um, I have no, pure guess for me. It's a guess. Final answer? I think Phone three is too small because there's it's such a large country. Like three? I mean, you want to go with five or seven? Five. I, I I didn't know this at all. I mean, some of, some of these are, are just. <laughs> okay, we're going. I can't. Nine. I can't even say some of this stuff. So the answer is <laughs> nine. Uh, okay, so we. Uh, Western Cape, Eastern Cape, Northern Cape, Northwest, Free State. I, I I'm gonna mess mess this up. Uh, the next one, two, three, four. I can't really say. Limpopo, I can say. They're um, probably in um, South Africanese or something. Yeah, I I can't. Africans. I can't say it, but, but yeah, so it's saying nine. Timba, Timba, yeah, there's a, I don't know. I did okay. fact check one of your questions, so we could just, you know, declare a do-over. So apparently there's 2,800 kilometers of coastline, which is 1,740 miles. What was the answer? That one? 1,550. But we said, okay. did we say 2050? Yeah, but we, said, we said we were way over. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that game on The Price is Right where the guy yodels and you're like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You can't go over because you die if you go over. <laughs> okay, Coulter, bring on the last question. Let's see if we can redeem ourselves. Whatever, make it easy, please. Five points. This one. Yes, thank you. Five points. That should be good. the 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 daily double. What is yeah. the busiest port in South Africa? I can't say the first one, but it's spelled N G Q U R A. Port Elizabeth, Cape Town, or Durban? Busiest think, port in South Africa. I think it's Durban. Oh, funny. I thought it was Cape Town. <laughs> oh, Cape Town's... Oh. It's on the West Coast. Cape Town. Um, I haven't been to any other port. That's the only port. Well, they, you'd go past all of them, so there's that. I, ha I haven't been to Durban. I haven't been to Port Elizabeth. So I've only been to Cape Town, and I saw both. I've been to Port Elizabeth. I'm gonna, I think it's it's Cape Town or Durban. I, I mean, the Cape Town one is the first one when you come around uh, right. from the West. Um, That's the only reason I thought of that, but... Where's but Durban? Just up to the east a little bit. Okay. Let's, uh, should we go with Cape Town? I am, I do. I'd like to think it's not a trick question. We, uh, 
folks in the city. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't recall, like, I've only been to Cape Town. I don't recall seeing like a whole lot of ships there and stuff. I mean, I was there for World yeah. Cup in 2010. Oh. So I would say Durban, like a, I a was city. There right sure. There's that whole port oh, as you come in from the airport. Like all the. Yeah, I remember flying in and seeing the stadium. Um, let's go with Durban. We're going with Durban. All right. Durban is the correct answer. Oh, nice. Ooh, the third busiest container port in the Southern Hemisphere. The port of Durban was formerly known as the port of Natal. N-A-T-A-L. I think that's oh, how okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice job. So what did we end up? Uh, we got, we got, got 20. Two. Yes. We got two. Ours, okay. ours was, we bet on ours and we bet it, the odds were against you. So Yeah. And it was, it was triple for the last one. I think yeah, we so, on the small um, print. You got <laughs> bet it all in the daily. Terms and conditions on that one. Yes, I agree. I like the way they think. Uh, you got three, I got two. So whatever you're getting next time, you're going down. What, who, what was yeah. the last round? What was the topic? Last week was martinis, which was very challenging. Sorry, that was, I did that and you guys totally sucked at that. That was hard. I, uh, I was standing outside of American football stadium last night. I didn't even know what the team was. So uh, would have been a disaster. So we're trying to make the questions a little bit more about travel so that we keep it in the travel theme. Because um, the, the sports ones, I was like, who cares? Yeah. Well, you guys have been a joy. I'm very, very excited for you. I'm excited for your business. Thank it's you. an honor to be a part of your guys' team. I love that you guys were on here. You guys are hilariously funny. We're really excited. I honestly, sincerely, it's a it's a joy to work with you. I'm really impressed by what you've done. I think your model of what your plan is about having good relationships with on my side, that's all I hear. I have not heard anyone go, no, I don't like them. And you hear that a lot about other companies and not just in your field, but in other fields. And so you guys have just done a really good job. It's really fun to be able to talk to you and be a part of it. I hope I see you again. I will totally track you down. I will totally hug you. Hell yeah. Um, my wish <laughs> is that the girls from my favorite murder podcast would really like us and want to come on here because that's one of my favorite podcasts and they're really funny. So I love that. Um, and then next time we have Denise and I, I can't pronounce her last name because her husband Tilo is from Switzerland and it's like, so they're coming on our podcast next. What I love about them is I met her through the TED tourism board. We went and did the specialist program together. She works for them. They got married. They met on a uh, small cruise line. And this is what I love is he was totally checking her out. He was told, and she's like, no. <laughs> so he's the total extrovert. He's totally me. She is totally my husband. And then when we went to Tahiti, we kept laughing because our rooms were right next to each other, which oh, never no. happened. And we would show up and I'm like, hey, husband and wife. We even have a photo of her wearing a white gown and I'm wearing a black dress. And I'm like, you look so pretty tonight, honey. So we have all this. We've become very good friends. And they have just amazing stories because they've traveled the world with the luxury clients on, I think it was Seaborn cruise lines and they did it forever and then they ended up getting married they live in california and they've got a fascinating story of working in the travel industry he's actually in it right now um so we're looking forward to them coming on our next show but we really appreciate you guys doing this great to meet Thank you, you for having us. us thanks, thanks guys, nice you, guys. See <laughs> bye 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 backstage travel podcast is hosted by susan green and colter fleming editing and producing by mackenzie green Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage Travel Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. Send us your travel stories at info at backstagetravelpodcast.com. Susan's Travel Services has a passion for luxury travel, destination weddings, and honeymoons. The personal relationships with vendors and resorts ensures you receive the ultimate VIP luxury travel experience. To find out more, go to susanstravelservices.com.